G'day everyone and welcome to In The Ballpark. I'm your host Michael Serpel, or you can refer to me as Serpers, and we cover the very big issues and the smaller issues on this AFL podcast. And today we have um, two of our co-hosts, we have Fryzy and we have Maxi. And gents, what a intriguing first round of football it was. Some very big games, some big highlights and uh, very entertaining football. Few surprises, sir. I'm looking to run it. Um, looking forward to running it through with you. Absolutely right. Well, of course, um, the action did um, kick off as it usually does on a Thursday night, and because there weren't any Olympics this year, it was um, it was just a, the normal fixture, which was good. And uh, we had the the Tigers looking like they were pretty certain favourites at the beginning, but Carlson gave it a good crack, didn't they? Mm, that's funny to mention, sir, because I. I heard a comment a couple weeks ago from actually a Tiger player in Brett Deledio who, who wasn't playing a course on Thursday night, as you can uh, sort of see. They missed him pretty badly. They did. And he made a comment uh, when asked about what sort of footy that, that he expected to, uh, to be played this season. He said there's going to be some very quick football mm. played this season. And so far, mm. after just one week, uh, that would seem to be the case, I think. In, mm. well, in, well, certainly in a couple of games. Yeah. I think we saw plenty of that. Mm. That, that sort of that fast style, which, you know, makes it all the more entertaining, I Certainly think. Certainly does, I yes. I think um, the three new rules have had a fair bit to do with that. Obviously, the 10-metre rule over the metre yes. marks mm. obviously allowed a lot of play mm. on from the um, from marks and obviously the more stringent um, deliberate, deliberate out-of-bounds obviously yes. kept the ball in play, yeah, which is what we like to definitely. see, that the players yeah. play. That is, that, is absolutely, that is absolutely spot on. And of course, it was Brendan Bolden's first game as Calden coach. And yeah, I was very impressed. And I think in general this season, I think with Carlton um, having a lot more exciting young talent there, including first gamer Jacob Wiedering, who looks like an already made he AFL he player. He's a, he's a big boy. Um, certainly get a game... 17 disposals, just And 17 disposals is bloody good for a debut. And I'll tell you what, um, he might be taking some decent scalps in the forward line this year. Um, yep. They might just try and throw him around in his first season. And, of course, one, one, one guy who I absolutely love is uh, Big Paddy Cripps. Um, and I think, in general, this year, I mean, he's just I don't see better, Carlton better getting absolutely man, flogged in too many games with him around because he's such a great midfielder. Yeah. He'll be getting a lot of the ball this year, but equally um, could gain a little bit of tagging attention from players. But very good game, I thought, from Carlton. I mean, you could almost take it as a moral victory, yeah. but do equally... See, do you see a, a future captain in that young man, Cripps? I, so, do you I, think? Mean, I mean, look, it's a, it's a big call, it's only his second season, but I tell you what... Mm. Yeah, look, Mark Murphy was good on the weekend. I thought um, I thought he, yeah, he was, showed he a lot was. as captain. And, and considering he's missed on... players actually yeah. stood up really well on Thursday. And they were good. Just and unlucky and not to get them over the line. I absolutely. Thought, yeah. A couple of new recruits as well in, uh, in Matty Wright and... Um, and uh, the the blonde guy who uh, yep. from Adelaide, um, yeah, yeah, Carriage, Carriage, yeah. got his name eventually. Yeah. And look, he was he was quite impressive. And um, and yeah, so look, they've got a, a lot of excitement on that list now, a lot more than what they had last year. Mm. And so they're not going to be the easiest beats this year. However, they probably will still finish in that bottom four. But you do you do expect a lot, a lot more, more competitive, a lot more competition. Well, they were well, they weren't. Um, well, Brendan Bolton would say they were resetting, but the mm. funny thing was, they um they had more games experience than Richmond. They did. So apart from obviously a few of the GWS boys that they brought in, mm. as well as Weedering and Cripps, they weren't actually that young. 
No. And it looks like mm. Brendan Bolton's mm. coaching is almost reinvigorated. It? It's like they were playing vintage football um, exactly. yep. with um, Mick Malthouse. Yeah. It was a bit outdated the way they it were was, playing, but yeah. they look like a modern site. Mm. They do. You mentioned a few of those older guys. Mm. The man that stood out for me straight away early in the game as well was Matty Cruiser. I mean, this guy yeah. has not played a lot of footy man for some time. If he can keep fit, oh. that is a big tick for the Blues. And for the Blues to actually have kept him throughout this whole period, obviously... Absolute talent, huge wraps over him. Um, to actually be able to maintain him for this whole period with a lot of clubs coming for him is a great effort from the Blues. And I hope yeah. he gets some serious games in this year. I hope he, he can just go through a whole season, which he hasn't been able to do for several no, years now. Yeah, not ever. So mm. that, would, that would be terrific. Um, MCG on Saturday, of course, we had Good Friday. Unfortunately, North Melbourne still can't get that game. Yeah, but nice um, game on Good Friday, wouldn't it? It would, wouldn't it? We, we, we certainly were so hungry to see more footy after that game on Thursday. We had Melbourne and GWS, which was an intriguing game at the MCG. And uh, look, the, the Demons did start slowly with that, their inefficiency in front of the goals, but the Giants as well gave them a lot of opportunities. To that get back game, into the game, though, and uh, obviously a very close finish in the end, in that second half, that was a frantic game of football. It certainly was. And it made for great viewing. It certainly did. And I'm just, I'm just liking the way Melbourne are looking now. I mean, we only have to look back three, four years to just see a really dilapidated Melbourne side. who are getting absolutely flogged at every single gate. But now, I mean, you know, they've got a great they've young bunch of kids. They've stockpiled midfield picks, haven't they? Exactly. Yeah, they they, they certainly have. We're talking about who have they got? Viney, Viney Brayshaw. Brayshaw. Wasn't there on yep. the weekend. But, but he will be there um, very soon. We got Oliver. Petrarca's we've got Oliver, Petrarca, Petrarca, yeah, and we've got the the old yeah. folk in um, Big Nathan Jones, and of course he he plays yeah. a lot of tick of that bloke. Oh, he does he ever? And yeah. um, I tell you what, very exciting young time. Seem and I mean Dom Tyson as well is a is a is an unsung mm. hero. He, mm. he yeah, he's a seriously yeah. good player, and um, of course. Um, Big Bernie Vince as well. He he is a seriously good he talent. Is, so I mean, not, he has not missed a beat, since and he has not missed years. a beat at all, and won some games off his own boot last mm. year. So very good side, and um, like to mention my main man, Big Jesse Hogan. You know, pretty quiet for the first three quarters, but he certainly. Phil Davis was all over him, wasn't he? Phil Davis was um, very good, and um, we, we should we should sing his praises. He was he was quite good on six him. marks, Phil Davis. And and that is that is very good against him. An up and coming gun, and I mean, you know, GWS need their older players to stand up and, and, and play play by example, and that's exactly what Phil Davis did. Yeah. Unlike our man Stevie J, who um, was a little bit rusty on the weekend. I mean, yeah. yes, Leon Cameron did say two goals a game would be terrific, very and ideal. He, and he's a very good key defender, Phil Davis. And I think yeah. this was the first time in a few years he was actually able to get a full pre-season as well. So. I think the benefits of that will be there this year if they can keep him fit. Absolutely right. And and if him and, and Callum Ward and, and Ryan Griffin can all stand up as senior players, then that group is certainly going places in the future. Mm. And it wasn't and, and I don't think GWS would be too disappointed with that loss. I mean it was a very close game and if it wasn't from some magic from Jesse Hogan in the last quarter, well, could have been a different story. Eight more shots the Giants, they kicked inaccurately. They did. They, they did. They were wasteful. They did. That's they right. Maxie was the stats here. Very good. They and, certainly uh, had some opportunities at Giants to put that game away. And uh, they'll be very disappointed they couldn't do that. It would be. And of course, on Saturday as well, another game down at Metricom Stadium. We had Gold Coast and our team, the Bombers. And look, guys, um, we're not completely biased. It was, um, it was good that Gold Coast did get off to a good start. But, um, yeah. yeah, look, uh, it, was, it was a very expected game. I mean, you, you could always see Essendon weren't going to have that depth that Gold Coast...
Gold Coast yeah. does. I almost sort of think, given the way that game sort of started, mm. you know, from an Eston point of view, I, I mean, it wasn't all bad news. There were some good not. signs Absolutely in the second not. half. I think from a result perspective, look, it's the kind of year where uh, if you're a lover of the red and black like the three of us are, we are yes. you kind of have to put the scoreboard aside. You I know do. it's not easy to do. That's right. But you, but you do need to block it out. Mm. And look, in the second half, I thought... We just about matched them. We kicked two more goals in the second half. Um, and I think that was the message, wasn't it? It was the message from Wooshie to say, look, go out there, try and match them on the scoring. And we nearly did for that second half of football. It was a much better display from us. Yeah. And certainly, I think, as you said, this year, what our aims are is to try and get a lot more games to those younger players. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we had Darcy Parrish... Um, who, who we will touch on a little bit later on in our program, um, had a very good standout, you know, breakout game for, for a youngster. Um, 25. 25 disposals, sir. And talking about young players, we've also got Zach Merritt in his third season, I think it was. 31 disposals. Mm. So they're obviously trying to get him One of his better games for the club, Zach Merritt. Yes. He, was, he was absolutely terrific. He was absolutely outstanding. And um, for all those Gold Coast fans out there, I'm sure you would have been very happy to see Gary Ablett Jr. running, again, running around again. I'd go as far as saying he's the king of the sport. 34 disposals, 20, um, 14 contested possessions, 9 clearances, 7 inside 50s. This man does not miss a beat, does Can he? Can do a thing wrong? Oh, sir. Honestly, he is just an unbelievable talent, and uh, hopefully he, he doesn't sustain any more injuries this season. Hopefully he can yeah. he can have an unscathed one. And tell you what, Brownlow mm. medalists would be well, God, three. He, he could do it. I mean, he could Boy. do it. So, um, so, but no, a, a good first performance from Essendon, and I think uh, I'll take away a few positives. Yeah, I think you know they're only going to get better. Only going to get better, absolutely, and they're only going to bond more. I mean, this is a yeah, very fresh. That's right. It's you know it is going to take time. It is. I think if we were to reassess this in I don't know, maybe round eight or round nine, Absolutely. I think things will be looking a lot different. Hopefully, mm. from an Eston point of view, I think so. And um, we had a very intriguing game on Saturday night at Etihad Stadium. We had North Melbourne up against Adelaide. North Melbourne not winning um, a first round game since two thousand and nine. Yeah, Coming that, into the game, yeah, with a very little yeah. bit of pressure. But they held off a pretty rampant Crows in the mm. end. and um, that's, yeah. a, that's a big win for them, North Melbourne. I think this year, if they do want to you know, continue to push themselves and, sh- and show that they uh, can be in that top four bracket, mm. it's these kind of 50-50 games they you've just got, have to win. You've got to win them. So you've got to win them. A great result. They for had them. a lot of close finishes last year that they were on the port. The, they were on the wrong yep. side. They were on so the, yep. It's good to see that they've got off to a good start. Absolutely, and I think um, Adelaide will rue their missed opportunities. I think. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think the they, they, they yeah. were bombing the ball inside 50 without not a lot of purpose. I know they do have a very talented forward line. Uh, we do all know that, but um, if you're bombing it inside 50 without a, not a lot of purpose, not many times um, you're going to score. And yeah. Um, yeah. and. I think for North Melbourne fans, Daniel Wells returning, that is a very good very sign. Yep. And uh, he, he could be a very influential player this season. It could actually be a costly um, loss for the Crows, sir, because mm. we look at their draw Yes. after the North Melbourne game. They've obviously, they've obviously got the showdown this week, Oof. followed by the Tigers yeah. at Etihad, mm. Sydney, Hawthorne, Fremantle, the Dogs, Geelong. Mm. Leading to round nine, where they've also got the Gold Coast at Metricon, which won't be an easy Jeez. game either. So potentially, Maxi, we could we could see the Crows at potentially one one out of seven, or potentially none and eight. Yeah, that is that is a scary that is a scary lineup. Not the best start for Gone Park. Absolutely not. But the 
As we'll touch on later, the showdown will be a very crucial match this round. Yeah. But yes, yeah, certainly the Adelaide Crows midfield will be tested out this season with, of course, the yep. huge loss of Paddy Dangerfield, which yeah. we will touch on later because he had a huge round one performance. Um, moving on, Sydney versus Collingwood was a very interesting wow. match at the SCG yeah. on Saturday night. And a lot coming out of that game. Of course, the main headline was Buddy Franklin coming back in for his first game after... Some pretty tricky couple of months for him, but he had a terrific return, didn't he? Four goals on return, which is good to see. But we also saw um, Dane Swan go down, which is yes, nice. we did. And look, we love Dane. He's been a terrific player throughout the years, and I, I really do hope this isn't the end for Dane. Um, I know right now he's probably going to be planning a trip to Las Vegas, and um, <laughs> why wouldn't you? But yes, um, there were photos coming out of his foot. Did not look good. He oh, would be out no. for a while. Could be an entire season. We are hearing. Um, we don't have Dr. Peter Larkins on our show, but it does not look so, no. like a good injury at all. But, I mean, Collingwood going into this game, they were some pretty excitement. stern favourites, weren't they? I think they were sort of the talk of the town, weren't they? And I think a lot of that had to do with the hype of guys like Trelaw and James oh. Aishner. I sort of think that might have been a bit hampered by the weight of expectation, I, I suppose. Very handy pickups as well. But, I mean, Nathan Buckley now, you'd almost think he'd come under a pretty big cloud of pressure because, I mean, this has to be the year for Collingwood. I mean, they, they have had years where they've been pretty mediocre. They've had a good first half of the season, dropped away in the second half. Yep. This has to be a season where they start to prove themselves. Yep. And, and that was not a good yeah, start. Yep. And they're another side that I think, like Maxi touched on with North Melbourne, last year had... A handful of games within a goal or 10 points that they were on the wrong side of. Uh, so, you know, again, like you say, started really well. It wasn't able to come together when it really mattered in the second half of the year. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, where Collingwood go from here. Absolutely. And how right. do they respond to that from Saturday night? And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Maxie, I think they've got Richmond this coming Friday night. That should be a very telling match. If Collingwood want to prove anything this year, they need to win that match, guys, I think. Mm. Sunday afternoon, we had Western Bulldogs and Fremantle, an early Sunday game. I think a lot of people would have been chowing into their roasts, but the doggies were roasting someone else. They were roasting Ross Lyons men, who actually came for a bit of a Sunday stroll themselves. What did you guys take of the game? Yeah, shock. Unbelievable. That result. Um, I, I, I suppose I do have to ask the question, gents. Uh, would the same thing happen had this game been played uh, mm. on the MCG in a mm. final, I think it would have been a different story. But look, for, so. uh, Frio just, uh, you know, they an, up, slow, an old they? date. But they yes, did. yes, they did. But they, I'd even go as right. far as saying, fellas, Domain Stadium, if that was played there, would have been maybe an interesting story, maybe different. Yep. But maybe certainly what the doggies are doing, yeah. yeah, what the doggies are doing, they're turning Etihad Stadium yeah. into a fortress. Well, well, I, yeah, it's funny, and you know, we were sort of talking about a bit earlier today about how, uh, you know, hands down the toughest trip in football right now would be West Coast in Perth. But Absolutely. other sides playing the dogs Oof. on the slick surface of, of Etihad, mm. quite a difficult uh, prospect now as well. First, and the roof is open for Isaac. First That's seven it. games that Etihad. Oof. Yes, that's, that's a very good point. Gee, that is a very good and point. And you could almost pencil in seven of those. They do have Hawthorne there, I think. Yep, in two weeks' time, it's round three. And let me tell you something, that will be one very that's interesting game I think we'd all want to tune into. But yeah, just Western Bulldogs, their attack in defence was extremely impressive. Yeah. Talk about their defence server. Mm. 
Three of their four major ball wingers were halfbacks. Shane Biggs with 35, Jason Johannesson with the mop, as he was oh, saying. <laughs> which I will touch on later. He also had 35, and oh. Bob Murphy with 31 as well. Not to mention a very handy hanger from big man Easton Wood, yeah. who has reinvented himself in the last couple of seasons. But that was unbelievable with the fly of the ball. I think Lockie Weller will learn from that, but <laughs> bloody hell, what a screamer. So it was yeah. a very interesting match. I think he probably he would have always wanted to be on a footy card, young Lockie Weller, and now he will be. So. Certainly will be. Yes. And I think and I think now um, you'd almost have to ask the question whether Fremantle's playing style is a thing of the past, and whether now mm. high scoring, efficient football with plenty of spice and ticker, um, and just you know genuinely hard at it, you know attack. Um, is going to be the style of the future. I think they really struggled it without Sandalin. So, um, mm. Clearances, mm. They, were, they lost 35 to 24, and contested possessions, they were down 157 to 113. Oh. That is a smashing. And I don't think Fife had absolutely his standout game. No, um, couldn't get much of the ball. No, um, no. And, of course, they 15, don't have... 15 touches. And 15 touches. That's very low for his standards. Um, but yes, the doggies absolutely had a blinder at, at Eddie Had Stadium. A lot of people didn't see no. that coming. No. And, we almost um, thought the doggies would. They played a similar style to Port Adelaide did, and we, thought, did. we almost thought it would be Port Adelaide mm. 2.0 that they would, some teams would find them out a bit yeah. and do their homework on them. Yep. But yep. Luke Beveridge looks like he's got them playing some pretty good footy. He's serving up a very hot beverage, isn't he? <laughs> now, Saturday afternoon footy at Amy State, uh, should I say, Adelaide Oval. I-, I love Adelaide Oval, just for starters. I think it's just the atmosphere that they get there is just absolutely brilliant. St Kilda went there, you know, thinking, well, you know, Port Adelaide, this is going to run over us, but credit to the Saints, you know. Alan Richardson must have had a bit of inside knowledge from his old team, yeah. and St Kilda were very impressive. There's plenty to like if you're a Saints fan, absolutely. Um, another club that's worked hard at uh, garnering a lot of young talent through the draft money that they've gone and acquired, sort of through the midfield and half forward, and uh, they've got some real stars on their hands. I think. And St Kilda had a staggering. 428 possessions, including 256 uncontested for three quarters. It's a very flowing sort of open game, very high scoring. Game. Both teams over 100 points. And if anything, um, I think St Kilda almost mirrored the way Port Adelaide would want to play this season. Mm. Just that fast, quick scoring, free flowing football. Yeah, very yeah. exciting to watch. And of course, Charlie Dixon in his first game as a Port Adelaide player. Yep. Had a very influential pretty, last pretty quarter. Pretty solid, yeah. But pretty solid. Solid output, I think. Missed a couple end. of easy ones, but mm. he did redeem himself towards the end to eventually take that game away. But yes, I was quite impressed with big Tom Hickey. Yeah. And we do like big Hickey's fellas, and uh, he was <laughs> certainly, and especially myself, he was... 56 hitouts, sir. 56 hitouts. He was an absolute beast, absolute gun, and uh, certainly thinks in Kilda will not be easy beats this year. They will certainly challenge some pretty good teams. And I think, at the end of the day, I don't, I still, I'm still not sure whether Port Adelaide are going to be that team like they were two seasons ago where they just really did out-muscle teams with their, just their, their speed across the ground and their high-scoring games. I do not... I'm still unsure yeah. about them. It is only round one. Tell. 
It is round one. And we talked uh, about um, Charlie Dixon, sir, but, mm. but the main difference in this game was Robbie Gray. I couldn't agree more. 26 touches and four goals. <sighs> Unbelievable. He is an absolute... Just about gun. become their best player. Mm. I think, I, I, as far as I know, I believe back-to-back best and fairest yep. now. Um, uh, yeah, stamped himself as a, a genuine elite. And bear in mind, gentlemen, this guy started out as a forward. Mm. As your half forward, and now he's turned himself into this really athletic and energetic midfielder, mm. and his attack on the ball is absolutely relentless. Yeah, he does um, spend a lot of time forward, and I think he, mm. with the um, interchange cap of ninety, I think they'll spe- look to spend a lot of time with him in the goal square because he's just all uh, just about unplayable. And he is a ball magnet, and he can kick some absolute rippers. So he certainly will give a lot of teams headaches. Moving on to game, which, you know, usually a game at Domain Stadium, 7.30 at night. You almost know what the result's going to be if it's West Coast, don't you? And against Brisbane, it was always going to be pretty much a certainty. Yep, they, they pretty much walked over Brisbane, essentially. Um, but gee, I, I just love that West Coast Eagles forward line. Oh. I know that... This Brisbane defence, uh, inexperienced. No source merit. No under, source merit. Yep, undermanned at the best of times. But gee, they are a really, really potent prospect at West Coast they? forward line. And boy, can they score for Aussie. And wow. yeah, and you know, Serbs, if, if it only takes one to stand up, in this case it was Kennedy. It was. And I think you'll find most weeks it will be. But if he doesn't get you, Lacroix might, Crap. Darling might, Josh Hill might. Jamie Cripps is a very Jamie good Cripps is very underrated, extremely dangerous. And Nick Nack, well, you know what Nick Nack can do just yeah. out of the mid. They've, they've also switched um, Jamie Bennell. They've pushed him forward, so they're obviously looking for another small forward over there. Mm. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, it's a very. And Matt Prittis again has staked his claims again for another Brownlow medalist. Forty-three touches, twenty-four contested possessions, twelve clearances. He, another pretty complicated. He's just and he does it without. Raising a, a sweat, he's just hair, he? unbelievable. Yep. Yep. So certainly West Coast are going to be another... They're going to win a lot of games over there. I don't see them losing many games at Domain. No, that's it. Having said that, Brisbane scored 100 points. They did. They did. They did. It's yeah. quite impressive, that. 100 points. That was pretty I mean, West Coast did score 166, but even still, Brisbane yeah. Lions, they'd be a lot happier with that performance. They scored mm. over 100 points, and I think Brisbane fans can look forward to a season that hopefully scores more, uh, sorry, presents more scoring opportunities. I think they were very good. Yep. I like the look at Tom Bell, 24 touches in his first game. He was really important, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Big body around the clearances, as well as Ryan Bassanak from the, from the Kangas. Oh, yep, and, he, and he will come up against his old side in North Melbourne this weekend as well. So. And I mean, a lot of people criticise trying to trade a player from Carlton, who didn't have the best season last year. Mm. But Tom Bell, he was a, he was a shine-out talent for him last year and uh, yeah. certainly will help Brisbane and hopefully can help with that scoring capacity and just that hardness around the ball as well especially with big Robbo hey. being out interesting Tom Bell played every game last year for the Blues finished fourth in their best in the I don't think they would have been too happy to see him to go let him go no. yeah. Yeah. Brisbane boy though so. Brisbane boy yeah. And, and you know what they're like. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also get good to see a glimpse of Brisbane's future with um, young Shacky kicking two goals. Absolutely. Yes. And we will touch on some of those debutants later on in the show. Now, of course, the Easter Monday... What a game. Oh, they always are. They, they always are. They are absolute thrillers. And even if you're not a supporter of Geelong and Hawthorne, you 
as an AFL supporter or even as someone who just loves to watch the game occasionally, you always want to tune into this game, don't you? And and this year did not let us down at all. All the hype over the players in the game, over the the team lineup, and over the well, the reigning champs themselves, all the hype was answered. All the questions are answered. Two words. Paddy Dangerfield, fellas, what'd you say? Yep. He was uh, unbelievable. 43 disposals. Would have, would have been probably the most complete performance oh. you've seen if he had it kicked straight. Kicked those goals. Yes. But, but um, boy, how about that hanger, boys? How about go, that? To go along with um, oh. seven clearances, which also included four centre bounce clearances. I mean, you know, I just wish there were more players that had a home at Essendon could 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 lure them in. But boy, I tell you yeah. what, Paddy Dangerfield, you know, they've used him as almost a marketing tool, Geelong. They they've paid some bills, paid some debts, mm. and Paddy Dangerfield, he's certainly a lot of players now are going to be getting Paul Chapman's old number thirty five. Good to see the thirty five, and it, and it is great again. to see the thirty five yep. around again on another exciting player who certainly will have another stellar season. I mean, he's three-time All-Australian, best and fairest. He is an absolute gun, and, you know, he certainly did answer the criticism. He was brilliant, guys. To go along with um, Paddy Dangerfield, uh, um, Mm. Zach Smith, I thought he was excellent, and... What a first half. Geelong's main flaw last year was their clearances and their contested ball. They they almost gave away the clearances last year. One of the worst sides for it. They beat Hawthorne easily, who are obviously one of the best contested balls teams in the comp. 51 to 39 in clearances and contested possessions. They gave him a fair, a fair whacking. 160 to 141 against the Premiers. Now that, so, that is, and that is mainly to do with Zach Smith and the Paddy Dangerfield combination to go along with the likes of Selwood and Caddy who always have been clearance, very good clearance. Players. And I mean, Zach Smith as well, he also has that X-factor around goal, kicked some kicked very, goals. kicked three goals, two very important ones in the first quarter where the game was still very hot. And, yeah, he's, he's a big inclusion. And, look, the Cats' inclusions were quite good. Even Lockie Henderson looked AFL-worthy. Kicked mm. a very good goal at the end. And he kicked a very good goal, which he was very happy about. Now, look, obviously the main talking point out of this as well was Hawthorne and, of course, their superstar, Luke Hodge, going down mm. with a broken arm. Could be very interesting to see how they're going to cover him and how long he's going to be out for. Mm. But yeah, certainly you would not. You'd be you'd be a fool to um, to rule out the reigning premiers again. Yeah, you would be. Yep. But certainly the first half of the season is going to be a lot harder with you know the likes of Luke Hodge, well, Jordan Ruffhead. They already lost in the off season. They lost Lake and Howe to retirement, and obviously Suckley went went to the Bulldogs. Exactly. But now you had Ruffhead, Shields, Hodge, and Bradley Hill. We don't know when he's going to be back. Exactly. That's seven changes to the premiership side. And if anything, it's going to really test out their depth, isn't it? Players mm. like Jordan O'Rourke oh, for sure. and for um, and James Sicily. These are players who are going to have to stand up. Yeah, Angus Litherland in the back line. We did see, we did see Billy Hartung. He put, we did. He probably his, he's probably the most thankful person in the AFL that the sub rule's gone. <laughs> Boy, isn't <laughs> but, he? Um, what? I reckon he would have been pretty sick of that vest. Wouldn't he? Mate, he was the green light, wasn't he? 24 disposals. And one goal too, so he was very good. He yeah. was good, and some very good clutch goal there as well. They they were certainly looking a little bit down and out, the old premiers, but they did get back in that third quarter, kick seven unanswered goals, and certainly, you know, yep. it's scary to think that That's without it. all those That's players, they, they can still, still challenge. So imagine yeah. when those players do come back in. Yeah, exactly. Definitely don't rule these guys out. You're ruling them out at their own peril, and uh, but certainly a very good opening 
opening round of the football, yeah, fellas, and uh, certainly did love it. Now, one of our very new segments, because we are a new show, um, is the praise days and lays. Now, of course, the praise is, of course, trying to put under the spotlight some of the stellar performances of the first round, some of the players or teams or even individual performances that we liked. I would like to start my praise with the doggies. I absolutely love their performance. I would I'd go as far as saying that they've got one of the best back line, the best attacking back lines in the AFL. If you throw in Suckling, who's got one of the most elite kicks in the AFL, you throw in Johannesson and Biggs, who both got 35 possessions each, and Biggs, a player who, you know, is off the Sydney rookie list, he's really stood out and, and made a name for himself. You've got, of course, the old folk there being Robbie Murphy, and he, you know, he runs the ground quite well and, and these are fast backmen as well you know this the pace and the absolute skill the execution of those skills Eddie going had, from halfback and the Eddie had Stadium as I was going to touch on is the fortress for the doggies they're going to win a lot of games there this year in fact I'm going as far as saying I don't see them dropping the game there I, I seriously think they they've got it all worked out there 18 seconds it took to kick their opening goal by the, the big bond Absolutely love him. He the could package. be a Brownlow medalist in a couple of years. Yeah, I'm going as far as saying that. And the package, of course, Jess, Jake, Jakey Stringer kicking five goals. He's oh. an absolute gun. I'd go even as far to say if Joshy Kennedy doesn't quite kick accurately, I reckon, I reckon Big Jake, he could be kicking and be getting the Coleman medalist this year. I reckon he's an absolute out-and-out star. And it was great to see Libba return as well. He had a great... They all got around Kicked him, a great goal, which is brilliant. And, um, of course, Easton Wood, absolute screamer. Add that to the highlight package for him. He was absolutely outstanding. But, yeah, just the mindset from the doggies. They came into that game fresh. They came into that game determined to win it. Already for a dog fight, not a and Sunday stroll. Absolutely hey. right. Rossi Lyon explained it perfectly. The Sunday scroll, stroll came from, came from Freo. But, oh, the doggies were absolutely outstanding. And I'm loving beverage. I'm loving a hot beverage. I'm loving Lukey beverage. He is outstanding. He's a big, he's a, he's a monster of a man, but he's got his young boys playing some very, 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 very eye-catching football. They are going to be a team reckon, to beat this year. I reckon if you're a young man playing under him, oh. you, would, uh, you would do exactly as he and said. Just, and oh, you, and you couldn't praise want, him enough. And you'd want to play for him as well, I think. You do, oh, you yeah, do. Yeah. You want to be at the doggies. And look, just i just got to praise their pace and their toughness. They are two massive factors, yeah, which ultimately bet Freo at the end of the day and high-scoring affair, and to keep that Freo side who aren't going to score that well and, and just naturally don't score big scores, 5-8-38, that is not a big score. We will touch on Freo later, but I've got a lot of praise for these young doggies. They yeah, are brilliant. I heard them 10th in my ladder before the start of the round. Gee so if I could change any team, it would be the doggies. I'd have them close to top four right now. Absolutely mm. outstanding, aren't they? So, Maxi, what have you got as your praise for this round? I've actually got the 2015 draftees, Serba, especially the top five. Now, we go through them. Jacob Wiedering, we saw him on Thursday night. Gave a bit of lip to Jack Rewald. He certainly well, did I like that. Which is what we like to see. Um, very confident young man, but why wouldn't you be with his size? I mean, Maxi, if you didn't have any sort of background story about this guy, you would honestly thought... He's, an, he's been playing for he's, years. He's a 200 gamer already. God, unbelievable. But, um, 17 disposals, went at 94%. God, disposal efficiency. Unbelievable. Seven marks, which included three contested marks. Unbelievable. He will be a 200 gamer. God, he's going to be an unbelievable player in the future. Who else debuted and were outstanding, well, Maxi? We'll go in draft order, Serpa, but um, Josh Yaki. Now, obviously the Lions, 
they're not going to have the greatest years. We not wouldn't have, have too thought, many highlights. He's going to give the Brizzy fans something something to watch for. Now, Absolutely. they did score 100 points, though, against the Eagles, even though obviously the Eagles are probably one of the best teams. But Josh Shackey, two goals. Two goals won, in fact, nine disposals, four marks. I mean, five marks, as a matter of fact. And also four tackles, which obviously tells us he's obviously prepared to do the, do the hard stuff as well. Unbelievable. Now, on to Callum Mills, the Sydney Swans selection, the first midfielder in the draft, who... <laughs> We heard a lot that they were going to play him across half-back, and mm. we saw that a fair bit. He had 18 disposals, so he's very good. He looked comfortable at the level. And he's another one of those academy players, isn't he, Maxie? Yeah. They seem to be having a very good flock there, don't they? But him, yes, Him and Isaac, and they could have the two best young midfielders oh, in the comp. Tell you what. To go, to go along with four inside 50s. Now we go on to the, um, what's it called, the NAB... AFL Rising Star of rising the Round. Rising Star Clayton, nominee. Clayton Oliver. Oh, was he, a he was a bolter in the draft. He wow. came from nowhere. Didn't even play Vic Country or Vic Metro. Jeez. Wasn't selected, but was the Moorish medalist. 22, 22 disposals. 17 of them were in his first half of Get AFL out football. out of town. That is unbelievable. Which included the first centre bounce clearance of the game. Now, 15 of his 22 disposals were contested. Jeez. That included seven clearances. <sighs> And five centre bounce clearances. Boy. He also took a contested mark against Cullen Ward on the wing, which was impressive stuff. And all of that was done in fifty-eight percent of game time. Unbelievable! Imagine so if he paid at least eighty percent. He could have really. He's, been he's obviously got to work on his tank, but that'll, that'll come. Right. But that will come with experience and game time. But what a outstanding opening performance from him! Who else have we got there, Maxi? Now, as Bomber fans, we were obviously. <laughs> The one thing that oh. had good to watch was Darcy Parrish. Darcy. 25 disposals in his first game. Six and how about his mop, Maxie? Just, just quickly, what about the mop? I feel like <laughs> he's from the nine, that 70s show. He was bloody brilliant, wasn't he? Not have asked for a 25 disposals, reach. six clearances, and 12 contested possessions. A bit of shining light for the Dons, I think. Oh, and yeah. he will give us something. He will give us something to watch for. And hopefully we can get to see a bit of Aaron Francis as well, who was the pick six. Absolutely. In the draft right. to go along with Zachy Merritt. And Maxi, I do believe this is the first time that the top all five, five have, have and played. They all played very and well. And they all had significant all influences mm. in all their games. <laughs> so, certainly a lot to look forward to in the future. Well, we, heard, Definitely. we heard that it was a shallow draft going through, but the top end talent is obviously as is good as any. Absolutely, absolutely outstanding. And, and we, also, young Tom Papley for the Sydney Swans. And kick three goals on debut, so they've been wanting a small forward Absolutely. for a while. And we happen. will discuss his value later on, as far as Super Coach is concerned. But mm. he was outstanding in his first game because the Swannies haven't really had that good small oh. forward in a while. They've had they obviously have Buddy it. and Tippett come to the club, yeah. but young Papley to kick three goals on debut was yeah. a yeah. small forward. Absolutely outstanding, and I mean the Swans' depth just in general was yeah. was tested last year in the finals. But certainly in the first game, they certainly put all of those questions to rest. They certainly have some depth there, guys. Fryzy, your praise? Uh, a little bit against the grain, but I actually <laughs> praised something I saw for the first time this weekend, which was the umpire zone oh, cheer squad, which yeah, sat in the front <laughs> pocket. It's brilliant. And uh, I, I, I thought it was quite clever and quite funny for what they did, those uh, young... Boys and girls putting that together. I thought it was quite hilarious. Absolutely I, 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 sort of, I heard um, one of the comments from one of them during the game to to, uh, to somebody in the crowd. Someone sort of 
stood up and, and said, would you like it if I came and booed you at your <laughs> job? And I thought that was quite funny. That, that is brilliant, isn't it? Nah, they, and they I mean, not enough praise sung for our umpires, but uh, to yeah. do that, to actually have their own yeah, fan squad as well. Yeah, very uh, interesting, I thought. So that's my praise. Observe it. I that, absolutely love it. That to be very and I mean, And I mean, in the past, Fryzy, we have seen some of the supporters at Melbourne GWS Games Oh, yes. Not too sociable, have they? No, they have been pulling no. out big bags of cash for big Tommy Skelly. <laughs> Some of their antics. Yeah. He did and cop it on the weekend. He, they and forgotten the demon. As he right. always does. Yeah. I mean, the demon still surrounds him with that one. But yep. bloody hell, weren't they great? The, oh, uh, yes. the umpires, they should have more support, hopefully. And you yeah. never know, we might have a whole ground filled up with green fries. You just one never day, know, sir, mate. Who knows what could happen. One day, they might just be kicking the ball as well. They have taken some good marks in the past. <laughs> now, of course, we move on to our days, which is very interesting. Oh, look, I'm going to brush up on my first one. Look, my days was just goal kicking in general this round. And look, goal kicking has been a big issue in the past. Mm. And look, I was disgusted seeing a, pay, a player as far... Uh, Tom Boyd, look, we know he's in his... in Only his second season at the Doggies, so. but he's getting paid a million dollars. And look, if I was getting paid a million dollars to do this show, I would be wanting to put in good performances. And look, let's face it, Tom Boyd, 30 metres in front, paid footballer to kick goals, to kick big goals. Yep, I tell you no what, excuses. No. And if that was a clutch moment... You'd want him to be kicking that every saw, single day of the few, week. We saw a few other bad ones from Charlie Dixon. Always, like, he's another key forward. But he's paid to kick goals. And Maxi, that was at a stage of the game where they needed goals. They were behind at this stage, yeah. and uh, to spray those goals, if it wasn't for his antics in the last quarter, could have been a different story. You know, yeah, we right. can't let Paddy Dangerfield off the hook there either. Absolutely. I mean. Almost the complete game, but missing two absolute sitters oh, practically in the goal square. Yeah, should kick them Come on, Paddy. Come yeah. on. Where's the money? Show me the money. You'd mm. kick that any day. I would kick that any day. <laughs> Blindfolded and slightly intoxicated. But moving on, of course, one of the main reasons goal kicking has been really put under the spotlight is because we are in an era where we are playing fast, free, flowing football. And of course, now no longer is there a big forward that we're going to be trying to pump down the throat. Of course, nowadays, it's not one-on-one footy. You can double, double, triple tag a player. So, of course, really, the only player these days who has an average above two and a half goals a game is Big Buddy Franklin. Most of the players nowadays do have below that average, um, but the spread is a lot bigger with a lot of midfielders now Mm -hmm. being main contributors to the scoreboard. So, of course, goal-kicking will need to be addressed, but of course, nowadays, um, goal kickers can be even half backers. There are mm. very few um, stay at home forwards these days. That's absolutely correct, rare. Maxie. Now, like the, the, how the game has moved, we've gone from the plugger lockets, the Matty Lloyds, to the big almost, almost the hybrids. We see Jack Gunston and the package, um, Jake mm, Stringer. They, these guys, are, they're big, they're tall, but they're, not, they're mobile. Yeah. Yep, they do so much more, don't they? Yeah. Absolutely correct. These guys are almost the most dangerous players these days. They almost are, aren't they? And uh, and certainly, those half-back flankers, they can kick some goals. Mm. They can kick yep. some goals. Now, your days, Mr Hardwick, what have you got for us? Well, one thing that I've noticed, that I, again, I don't think I've ever seen before, is the opening round, and uh, every game before the bounce of the ball normally starts with national anthems. It certainly does. And uh, this week it didn't. And I found that very unusual. Not very that interesting. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's any particular need for it in the opening round, but just something that I, I from as long as I can remember, um, had always, uh, you know, taken place, but not, not 
last week, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, that is I was surprised by it, but don't honest, don't think it's. I wasn't disappointed. In no, the I, I don't I, think I, it's really necessary. I think no. if anything, it takes up two or three minutes. You don't really need to waste. Yeah. But anyhow, and, uh, and guys, considering that was very the strange. cricket draw and some of the sport that we've, we've seen is absolutely woeful. Oh, I just I just want to quickly touch on that as a bit of a daze. Oh. The fixture, come on. Windies, New Zealand, yep. come on. I know. Get South Africa or someone decent yep. who knows how to at least score more than 200 runs, come here and play a good team, who are number one in the world. But instead, we just couldn't wait until the AFL season yeah, started. Right. So if we had an anthem beforehand, I reckon we would have personally went down there and said, shut up, let's get this game on. Let's just bounce the ball. Like, let's yeah. just bounce the ball. So it's great to have the footy back and it Absolutely. is great. That we can just get straight into the action. Maxie, what is your days? Now, sir, but the Gold Coast Suns let go of Zach Smith. Zachy Smith. Can you tell me what they traded for him? Zachy Smith. Tell me what they traded for him. You'd think a first round selection. You would think so after his performance on the weekend. Picks 49 and 53. This is a bloke. Dearie, mate. Obviously, we went through the stats before, and Geelong, he fixed up a lot of their clearance work and contested possessions, working with the likes of Selwood, Caddy, and Dangerfield. He also, that also went along with 14 disposals, 3 tackles, 16 hitouts, 4 clearances and 3 goals. And 3 goals. All and that picks 49 and 53. Now the Gold Coast, <laughs> the Gold Coast Suns, they haven't got an academy. They so do not. it's not like they're stockpiling selections. No, These are not. genuine picks that they're trying to pick. Genuine picks. So I don't that I really that that that, that is that is a real days for me. That is mm. just that is just Unbelievable, and he had one hell of a game. And I mean, for a big man, three goals that is invaluable. They haven't, yeah. had, a do- they haven't had a dominant ruckman since Brad Ottens, I would exactly say. right. Mm. Yes, yes, or Stephen mm. King. And they that has not been for a long time. Yeah. And with those talented midfielders, you want a good ruckman, you want good ball coming down your throat. And that is what big Zachy Smith is going to provide this season. Now, fellas, my lays lazy work. From big Jason Johannesson. We know there's great raps on him. He's a great player. The big man from South Africa. But come on, Jason. Don't try and look like freaking Lassif Malinga in your first game of football. And he's yeah, very... yeah, he's played a few seasons of football. And look, and look he has. He has. But in, but in your... But come on. What he did, and this is, this is quite staggering, and it is lazy, and it is just woeful. He wanted to, he wanted to bleach his hair. I'm like, okay, make it a little bit more blonde. But no, no. You know what? He already got it, boys. He, he got it freaking silver. His hair, silver. According to all reports from Stringer, and we know the package, he doesn't lie. Took his hat off and it was silver. His hair was silver. <laughs> now, of course, we can't have a player who's 23 running around looking like Sammy Newman. That is unbelievable. Bleached hair. And so, of course, what, what poor Jason Johannesson had to do here, he tried to, get his, he tried to cut it at a number two, but, of course, that's not going to show anything. <laughs> still looked grey, still looked like 50 shades of grey, and, of course, what he had to do, absolutely shave it all off. Now he's a skinhead, but I tell you what, 35 disposals on the weekend. Probably a good thing he's, he doesn't have a slinging action like Lassif Malinga. You that was an that. absolute lazy performance there from Lassif. <laughs> See, I, I was about to call him Lassif Malinga. There you go. <laughs> but Jason Johannesson, pull your freaking head in. Wake up, son. You've done your homework there. So I certainly have. Oh, Absolutely roasted him. Fryzy, what have you got for us? Who was lazy yeah, Well, we sort of touched on it before. My lays this week was Frio. Uh, exa- I had, ho, hey? And I had to hear exactly what Maxie mentioned earlier about uh, contested ball... Clearances smashed. 
smashed. Absolutely smashed. This is from a side uh, who prides themselves on defensive efforts and control, and the lack of it was just so unlike Frio. It was, wasn't it? Was it was extraordinary. All their stars were quite... Look, I think a bit of that obviously had to do with no standalands, but, yeah. Uh, there is no excuses. And, I mean... Disappointing for mine. Yeah. As we touched on before, low scoring. Is it going to win them many games this season? That is the question. Mm. They, can keep other, they can keep other teams down, but if they're only scoring 30-odd yeah. points themselves, tell you what, Not gonna be enough. Rossi Lyon, he might have to reconsider... Mm. The plans. Some of his yep. plans. I think we've got to reserve our judgment just for a bit. It is, yep. so it is round one. You're right. It I'll... is round one, but yep. geez, they look slow. They, they did. did. They did. And we don't know how much that's got to do with Sandalands, but Absolutely. it was danger size. Mm. It certainly will be telling the next couple of weeks. They do have Gold Coast next week, yep. which they should at Domain stay in their first game at their so-called fortress. Let's hope the Purple Haze can run over the top. But I tell you what, that first round, mm. it's not looking too encouraging, isn't it? No, not at all. Maxi, what have you got not for us? All. What is your lazy pick for this round? I went with a player, so watch Ooh. out. Um, Ooh, here we go. Now, Collingwood, we know how bad they were. But Travis Cloak. Come on. He was, he was touchless. Didn't have a disposal. Touchless. Didn't have a disposal in the first half. And you... then they pushed, it, they pushed him into the ruck. Just to get him in. Just to get him in there. He, he finished with seven disposals. Congratulations, I know Trav. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously in the forward line, Collingwood got smashed in. God. Smashed in the midfield. Billy scored. Well, yeah. And clearances, that, clearances weren't too bad. It was only 40 to 33. But mm. still, he obviously wasn't getting much supply. No, he was not. Now, we look at his... I think we've, proper, we've seen the best of Travis Cloak. We I look at we his have. 2011 to 2013. Absolute gun. 69 goals, 59 goals, 68 goals, with an average of 65.3 goals per season. And anywhere from outside 50, you, you just pencil it in, wouldn't you? He was an absolutely... He was a better kick from outside 50 than he was from inside 50. <laughs> That's very true. Now we go to 2014 and 15, where he only kicked 39 and 34 goals with an average of 36.5 goals a season. He's got a lift. To he's, he's, on, he's on big money with his latest contract. Yep. We heard all about that. We heard about the rumours that he was going to Carlton. Oof. But ever since that contract... Oof. Mm. His head is on a plate. And look, Bucks does have a lot of big decisions to make in the future, but he could be bold here and he could say, listen, Trav, if you have another game like that, you're getting dropped. Mm. You've they, got to learn. You've got to go back to VFL level and reinvent yourself because well, that's just not on. Well, they have brought um, Corey Galt up from the rookie rookie list. They certainly have. And yep. now they've obviously got the opportunity to bring Ooh. the Macy Cox with Dane, with Dane Swan's in long-term injury. Right, They've got the depth now that if Cloak keeps playing... Yep. Darcy Moore's there yeah. too. Yep. Darcy Moore as well. It's going and, to be tra- and Trav would be thinking, I'm feeling some heat coming from behind me. Bit of, bit of cold breath, I reckon that. Mm. That is some pressure breathing down your neck, son. And with also contested marks from 2011 to 13, he averaged 75.3 per season. 2014 to 15, he averaged 33.5. <sighs> That's a drop of 55.5% in contested And look, the best season. of Travis Cloak, you can remember him just streaming up the ground, taking some huge clunks, a setting up play. A 2011 oh, grand final. That grand final. lost, but he was amazing. He, he, he was nearly the best on ground really. for mine, it, it, for, for Collingwood at least, and he, he certainly has dropped off. So, Trav, stand up, son. You've got to do something. Show some ticker. Exactly. So, very good lays, Maxi. Now, for all those super coach lovers out there, we're going to try and give you some of the best tips we possibly can for round two because, to be quite honest, 
there were there were a couple of great performances, but there were also a couple yep. of absolute shockers. And you're traders very, will have conscious. to get their get their hands on the on the buzzer because I tell you what, we might have to trade out a few people, gentlemen. Mm. How did we both go in our super coaches this week? Not too bad, sir. But I pulled yeah. one thousand nine hundred and eighty. Yeah, I was in the high. But Nat five was Nat there. Five. Back. Okay, and I had look, him as captain. Yep. Sixty-one points. That's just not good enough. That kills you every single day of the week. And yes, I had him as captain as well. I was gullible enough to think. And guess who I had as my vice captain, Maxie? Guess I had Big Paddy Dangerfield. He oh. he absolutely starred this round. He got a nice one six two. Look, would have been a handy captain, I think, um, compared to my five, but. Look, you'd almost have to say, do we do we trade Fife this early on in the season? I or think you've got to give him a game with Sanderlands. You've got to, shouldn't you? Yeah. He'll be getting a lot more ball with Hatter and Sanderlands. And look, we know Fife. He's, he's the Brownlow medalist from last season. He will get some good game He'll time. He'll be back. He will be back. Mm. He will prove us all wrong. Um, but yes, certainly, he was quite disappointing. Josh Kennedy, I mean, God, if did you've you got him, him in your... Did you have him set back? Look, I do not. Look, he's a little bit pricey at 496, but bloody hell, he does have some great he return. He's big in Perth, won't he? 180, and that is the big thing, isn't it, about him. He will kick some serious bags against some very easy beat teams up at Domain Stadium. Well, could he be the next 100 goal kicker? Now, that is a very big question. I mean, we could blow the lid off this one. I mean, God, we haven't had it for he's many seasons. Close. I think he'll he's go he's going to be seriously mm. coached. And 180, I mean, that's almost a Buddy Franklin-esque score. He, mm. is, he is an absolute gun, and he will kick some bags this season, guys. So if you're looking for a forward who will score some very high scores, look no further than Josh J. Kennedy. Tell you who else I like, sir, but it was mm. Daniel Wells at 243. Danny Wells. 99. Mm. Do love his stuff. We're just hoping that he'll stay on the park, obviously, I, but he is a smooth I honestly mover, do as well. Score big. And I think a lot of... A lot of People did have him in his team for round one. He, he is a genuine risk because we do know Daniel Wells in the past, he has dropped away, he has had injury here, he is injury prone. But a solid score just below 100, you'd take that as, a, as an opening round. Um, a lot to like there and at a very cheap price. A mm. few more good picks. Aaron Hall, get him in your forward Ooh, line. Yes. He's only 428 yes. and he'll be playing majority of his time in midfield. 129 points to start. Mm. This is a bloke who's almost, had, he was almost about to be delisted if it wasn't for his Jeez. last six weeks at the Gold Coast. God, what a pick that would be. Look, I know I've, I've, I've kicked a little bit of dirt on him, but Jason Johannesson, get him in if you don't have him already. He's only priced 418. He scored a big 130. He's going to get a lot of ball in that Bulldogs back line, and he, he could even go up and score some goals. He did this week, and he will in future weeks. He's certainly a good pick. Mm. Another Bulldog I certainly do like is the specimen, Marcus Adams. He <laughs> Isn't was, he a big boy? He's a big boy. You honestly think he could be put in a retirement home tomorrow. He was outstanding, <laughs> and only at 117. As well, he's yep. a very cheap pick. Get him in if you don't have him already. Yep. He was Any brilliant. other rookies we like, boys? Well, look, um, Big Papley from the Sydney yes. Swans. If we haven't mentioned him already, he's only hundred nine thousand, and a lot of and a lot of traders are getting him in this week. He was outstanding, um, and a lot of traders are getting in Ben Kennedy this week. I brought him in one fifteen on debut for Melbourne. His new footy club at one hundred eighty-seven thousand. Mm. And look, players to get out this week. Look, Jed Anderson. Look, if you did have him in, he's injured. So the old the old hawk. Uh, he is injured. Hamstring could be out for a long time. Uh, Toby Green, if you guys had him, only got 51 this round. And as a forward, you want some pretty good return. He does have a fair price tag as well, so you get a lot of return for that, that Aaron Hall, as you mentioned, Maxie. 
Um, could be some good cash there as well. Mm. Also like the look of Nathan Wilson from the Giants, Serpa, 85, and only he's a halfback flanker, and they do he's a good kicker, so they do like him getting the ball in his hands. Only priced at 277, and he will play a lot of games, so get him in your side. Absolutely. Now, another guy I like, Tommy Hickey. If you don't yes. have a good ruck set get Tom Hickey in. He's an absolute beast. How much and he's he exceeded... Well, this is one of the beauties of it. 375. 375. That is brilliant for a Ruckman forward. And, and can I mention that again? Ruckman forward. You want dual position players in your team. And, at, and if at any stage you want to trade him out, just in case he is a tease, mm. um, you can always get him in the Ruck or the, or the forward line. He's a very good pick. Get him in now. Don't get him in any later. 157. That is one hell of a score. Mm. So certainly a lot to be thinking about for our super coach teams, guys. And to finish off, we are going to quickly review our round two preview. and, of course, preview. Sorry. <laughs> don't, don't get too ahead of myself already. But, boy, what, we have another classic round to review here. Wow. Preview. Mm-hmm. I keep saying review. Preview. I just, I just want to. I just want to <laughs> review it. I mean, I, I'm so excited about this round, and it all kicks off on Friday night, April the first. We have Collingwood and Richmond. This ought to be an interesting match. Ooh, A lot of pressure on our. Well, I am gonna say Collingwood. I mean, they've got to stand up. They Tough have got to stand Tough up. Call. It's a bit of a 50-50. And look, they did lose by 80 points. I but think they'll be hungry. But they will be hungry. They have a great list. They have a lot of talent there. And look, if a lot of those players can step up and come back, look, they had a big cloud over them with the drug thing. But I think this week they have to stand up. Yep. If they want to stand for something this season, they've got to win yeah. on Friday night on the big stage at the MCG. First game at the MCG in front of, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. the ferocious and feral Collingwood supporters. <laughs> Sorry if I've offended anyone out there, but you know that's the truth. <laughs> look in the mirror. Anyway, Collingwood, <laughs> Collingwood, Richmond. I'm tipping the pies. What yeah, do you say, I'm fellas? I'm going to take the pies too. I think that's it. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about this game because I think Collingwood's performance was more of an aberration. I think they'll come back. Yeah. Richmond, I would say they're probably the favourites, but I can't see where their improvement's coming from from Jeez. last week. That is that is very true. There's and no real no, Delidios and Marek. They're not coming back just yet. Griggs, Absolutely right. Griggs coming back, but he's not. He's not damaging. He's no, he's more, not. He collects the pill, but he, I wouldn't call him damaging. And you look at that no, Collingwood no, midfield no. and you go... I think I'm just going to go with Collingwood. Yeah, I agree. Saturday, April the 2nd, we have a big showdown. It is the Adelaide Crows versus the Port Adelaide. And, and this, boys, is going to be my tip of the round. This is going to be my game of the round. This is the one I think we all should be tuning into. Look, the Crows, their first game, Don Pike at... The Adelaide Oval. I think it's going to be a huge crowd in over forty thousand. It is going to be one hell of a match, and certainly I think a, a lot has to be answered in this match. I'm still not quite sure about our Port Adelaide team. I still think they do have a lot of improvement, and I still think a lot of, a lot has to be asked about their their style of footy and whether Adelaide can actually shut that down like a lot of teams did last year. But I think Adelaide, for me. Seem like they might just run over the top yeah, of the end. Yeah, I'm going to have Adelaide too. It, it, it's, gonna, it's a very tough one to call. It is very hard to call. Pick. It'll be a good one to watch. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm sort of sitting on the fence, but I just tipped towards Adelaide for, with no real basis at all. It's, it's honestly that hard to decide. I'm just going to go with Port, but Oof. this is another 50 50 game that Adelaide have to win. We they talked, have to, don't we they? We did talk about it before. before and we did. Their start to the year is 
really it is are. Horrendous. I feel sorry for Don Pike, but this is a 50 50 game. Adelaide almost have to win. They have to win this. But I'm just going with Port just because I think they've got a touch of class, touch mm. more class in the midfield with Robbie Gray, Travis Boak, and Ebert, and as well as Wingard and Harlow. And, and this game will certainly test out that midfield depth. As we were speaking on before, danger is a huge out for them mm. as far as players go. Mm. It's going to be an interesting match. Um, we move to Essendon and Melbourne at the, at the MCG. This is a stand-up for Essendon match. Yep, a lot of fans we encourage to get down. It's be, be interesting to see how this one goes. Take the club. Um, I probably still can't see it going any other way than Melbourne, <laughs> than Melbourne winning, um, but I don't think they will win a canter. I think it'll be a reasonably close game. Mm, I do. I think yeah. so. The next game, of course, we have Brisbane Lions and North Melbourne at the Gabba. It's a twilight match. Yes. Um, where do you see this one heading, guys? Tough one. I, I think I, North. Will I think North will be too. Good, I think I they'll think. do it comfortably. I don't know. If Ryan Bastinac against think, his old team that could yeah. make headlines. That's a big. North have probably got. Probably got a bit too much scoring power. I think they'll win by about five or six goals. They'll be. Yeah. It'll be. It'll be a competitive game, but I think that North will be com- pretty comfortable. And look, I, I hope to see Brisbane have another high-scoring affair. But yes, certainly I think North Melbourne do have that experience. And they're expected to win this game. They should do. They have to win these early games to ensure that they're at least a top four. Absolutely. They've got to finish in the Now, Saturday four, night yeah. is going to be an absolute beauty. St Kilda versus the Doggies at Etihad Stadium, the Fortress. And... What do you think, fellas? This is going to be a very intriguing game. This is my game of the round, sir. But Eddie Had Stadium suits both of these teams well. I think it'll be a very, very fast-paced game. But I'm tipping the doggies. I think they'll mm. just move the now ball Maxie. a bit too quickly for Now, Maxi, it is big Nick Rewa. It's Rui's it 300th game. Can the Saints get up for him? Can I'd, they do it on the occasion? I'd love to see them, but I just think the doggies are too good. Yeah, okay. yep. I mean, it is their fortress, but St Kilda have been very impressive. And let's not forget last year, fellas, 50 points up the doggies That's were. Right, yeah. Jackie Billings, huge last quarter. St Kilda did come back in that game. I'm not saying it's happening again, but boy, you wouldn't be riding mm-hmm. off the Saints. But the doggies, they're in some red-hot form. Now, the other game on Saturday night is Fremantle and the Gold Coast Suns at the main yeah. stadium. I actually think this will be a close one so far. I think really? Fremantle will just scrape over the oh. line. Yeah, the Suns have never actually won over at Patterson. No, they have not. I, uh, obviously, it's, it, it's got to happen soon, but I think, again, just with that hunger and really real willingness to bounce back makes me think Freo might be just a bit too, uh, too classy and get over the line here, but we'll see. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And it's going to be a very interesting game to see how just Freeman will reply and see whether they can actually score high mm. like what they did. Mm. Yeah. But I just want to brush up on one player in particular quite quickly for the Gold Coast Suns. Matt Rosa had a very good opening game at his new club he's at Gold Coast. Well, he's, he's going to be a specialist wingman. Now, I haven't heard of that position too often. No, but it, I mean, this is a guy that was still getting regular games for West Coast before he, before he signed with the Suns. So. Absolutely right. So, look, he's going to be an important inclusion. It's going to be a close game, you're right, but I'm tipping Fremantle. On Sunday, April the 3rd, we have GWS and Geelong at um, skill, uh, not skilled, um, at Simmons Stadium. Going to be a very interesting match. And, of course, yeah. Stevie J up against his it old is. club. It there is. will be some seriously good banter there. I'm it looking is. forward to this clash. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Cats. I, uh, Taking the Cats, cats on this one. got the slightly superior quality all over the ground. But, again, a game that I think will be pretty closely contested for some point. And, I mean, GWS do have some good raps on them. I mean, they did push Geelong here at this venue before. It's going to be an intriguing match. But, yes, I'm tipping Geelong for this one. I'll go with Geelong as well. 
Absolutely. Now, the big one of the big games of the round is, of course, the grand final rematch between Hawthorne and the West Coast Eagles at the same venue, which might be slightly haunting for those Eagles. At the MCG, Sunday afternoon, what do you reckon, fellas? Where's this one going? Well, this is my game of the round, sir. Uh, grand final rematch. They're always very intriguing games, aren't they? You, know, you always pay attention to these. Yeah. Uh, I think just this game being at the G makes me think Hawthorne will have a slight edge. But, uh, I mean, West Coast of uh, you know, all over and, and on paper, I think, are just as capable of winning this game. It's a very tough one to call. It certainly is. Look, I'm going to go... Let me go for a bit of a surprise here. I'm going to go the West Coast Eagles. I reckon mm. they'd be really hurting after that grand final performance. Yep. They have the talented list. They certainly know they can beat Hawthorne. Although they haven't done it at the MCG for a very long time, I just reckon that depth from Hawthorne really is going to be tested this round. Hodgie could be a big out. And I'm going to tip the West Coast Eagles here. They have some seriously yep. good talent there. Prittis, Nat Nui, Kennedy, they'll stand up. I'm also going with the West Coast. So, um, seven outs from the Premiership side against West Coast, which include obviously Lake Hale and Suckling, but also with the injuries of Hodge, Roughhead, Shields and Hill. I think West Coast will just be too good on the night. And let's face it, no one's going to smother that goal against Big Brian Lake. So, uh, you know, I think that Josh Hill still has Joshy Hill still has nightmares about that. <laughs> uh, and uh, so does Rui with, uh, with the old Heath Shore as well. And the final game for the round, fellas, is, of course, Carlton and the Sydney Swans at Etihad Stadium. It's a twilight match. And, look, these two teams actually had quite up a in the close Cup, encounter yeah. at the NAB Cup. Mm. But I actually think this will be somewhere. a fairly close game. But, um, another close game. Because Carlton... The way they play, they played a lot quicker, and Eddie had stadium will suit mm. this style of play if they continue to do that way. But I just don't think they've got the scoring power up forward, and I think Sydney will get home. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I agree with that one as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us in our first episode of In the Ballpark. It has been an absolute pleasure. Tune in for tune in for next week when we dissect round two of the AFL Premiership season. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.